What is happening, you silly butts? You silly, silly people out there in Substack World. It's your boy, Corey Ryan Forster, coming to you live from, well, not live. It's uh, probably, this is me coming to you from five minutes ago, or however long it takes these things to upload on my phone with bad Wi-Fi from the illustrious comedy condo at Zany's in Nashville. We are here all weekend. I hope if you live near here, you're coming to see us. Maybe you already saw us last night because it was a sold-out Thursday night, which is crazy. Uh, not that we sold out. I mean, that is crazy. It'll always be crazy to me when we sell out at a major comedy club in a major city. But a Thursday night, like, y'all, I cannot tell you how insane it is to me. And I'm so thankful for it because my job depends on it. But how insane it is to me that there are still people who go out and do things. And I mean that not like anything to do with covid like i know it's like look man we're 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 vaxxed we're boosted let's do our thing but like if it was not my job and i mean this in i i if it was not my job to go out and perform i don't think i would ever leave my house i really don't i don't think i would i mean that's just not my type i know that i seem like a very very outgoing oh how you doing bill i know that i seem like a very very outgoing person and, um, I mean, I can, I can fake it. I'm like extroverted professionally, but introverted personally, if that makes sense. Like my act is not an act in the sense that I'm saying things that I don't believe. It's just the way that I present myself to the world. Maybe is just like a, Hey, let's pretend you're real sociable. You know what I mean? And, uh, it just blows my mind that, and not only would people come out, but they would come out on a Thursday because I assume, you know, most people aren't like me in that they have to get up and go to work in the morning. I don't. I make my own schedule. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. I'm thankful for it every day. Y'all are a big part of that, and I appreciate you. But, dude, if I had to get my ass up on Friday and go to work, there ain't no way in hell that I would get up to come see my ass do stand-up. This is not a very good pitch. By the way, our shows are amazing. I do stand-up very well. I'm thankful, and I know that most people aren't like me. Most people like to do things. But I'm still just blown away. I'm like, God dang, man. Pack a room full of people on a Thursday night. Son of a bitch. What a world we live in. I'm super bummed, too, because for everybody that was in Nashville, you know this, but I did all brand-new material last night. Because uh, I, I try to do that at least from Zanies to Zanies, you know, from year to year at the Christmas shows here. Like, obviously, I'm going to toy with that stuff throughout the year, but I try. It's like at le- use Zanies as my benchmark. Like, whatever I did at Zanies last year, I'll do it different this year. And uh, between me and y'all, y'all know this, I haven't really been doing a lot of stand-up lately. This is like the first time in my career that I really, like, I don't feel polished. Usually it was just like, man, you know, my act was like my my third arm. Like, it was just it was just there. I didn't even have to think about it. And now I'm really having to think about it, so I was, like, super nervous. But I was like, okay, I want to hit these points and do that and this and blah, 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 and I'll end here. And if that don't work, then I'll do this. And so I basically just went up with all my talking points in my head of, like, I want to get here, I want to talk about this. And I did it, nailed it, had a wonderful, fun, funny set of brand-new stuff. And I didn't record it. I didn't write shit of it down, and I don't remember a goddamn thing. And not because I got way too drunk, which, I mean, I did do that afterwards. But, like, I don't, it was just, like, free-flowing. I was just kind of vibing. And it's such a bummer that all of it is just lost to the ether. Maybe it's up, still up there subconsciously in my noggin. 
I know that I was talking about my wife uh, having to quit drinking because she got pregnant, and that led to something else. And I don't know, but it was fun. And I'm thankful for all y'all that have uh, already come. We got uh, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. This is my favorite weekend of the year. The main reason, though, is that in years past, it has been the end of a grueling tour. Uh, that's not the case for me right now. It is the case for Trey. He's been he's been bumping along doing his thing. By the way, he is uh, inside the comedy condo upstairs doing a bonus episode of Weekly Skews with Smart Mark and producer Matt right now. And I think me and Trey talked earlier that we're going to try to do some stuff on his Patreon and here on this subsect together. So look, be looking forward to that unless something terrible happens. Or if something really good happens that prevents us from doing it. Who knows? It's been whiskey, y'all. It has but I should not drink whiskey. Y'all hold me to account. God damn it. Y'all leave the comments here and, and email me back and forth. Say, Corey, you take anti-depression medication and you should not mix it with alcohol. But if you are going to mix it with alcohol, do not make that alcohol be whiskey. Because my God, y'all. I had to edit the well-read podcast this morning. I don't even remember none of the stuff I said. That's terrifying. I mean, I, you can tell that I don't remember none of the stuff I said. But, like, God dang, these uh, anti-depression medications and uh, and booze, they, they ain't no joke. The doctor tells you, hey, you're not going to kill you, but you probably ought not. And I believe him. You probably... Probably or not. I've been laying off the sauce, as y'all know. But something about this weekend, man. Something about it being Christmas. Something about our buddy Tushar being here, the Indian outlaw. Something about this just, like, being my home club and everything. It's just a blast. And uh, sometimes you let the spirit flow through you, and you can't really help yourself. So, I don't know what y'all got planned for Christmas. But you boy, I finished all my Christmas shopping two days before I left for Zanies. Ain't y'all proud? I got. I took care of my mama. That's the number one thing. Advice out there to anybody. If you don't do anything else in your life, take care of your mama. I learned that from Elvis, baby. That's what I'm saying. You got to take care of your mama. Mama is uh, about to be uh, a grandmother twice over with my baby, and she's super excited. And I know that she's bought me some baby clothes and stuff, so I went to the antique shop and hooked her up, boy. So, you know got to take care of mama because i feel like my granny used to always say you know for some something or another like oh you got to get to heaven somehow and that's what i do i'm a piece of absolute irredeemable shit uh but i take care and love my mama and i'm a good uncle to my niece and i think i'll be a good dad to my son so that's what i got going on it's getting close y'all i'm about to be a dad like it's wild as shit because my wife, I mean, I knew my wife was pregnant, and I could tell she started to show a little bit, but like she wasn't really showing that much. And then I left to go to LA, and then I came back, and it was like, boom, she is pregnant, and that is crazy. And they do not tell you that it happens all at once like that. And that has made it so much more real to me. And uh, I'm halfway freaking out, and I think a good way. There's no dread. I'm super looking forward to it, but I'm trying to get like. I'm trying to think of all the selfish things that I can do between now and then that I won't be able to do later. If there's anybody out there who has had kids and you can give me some advice on like, what are some things that you don't really think about, but as soon as you have a kid, you can't do them no more, so you better do them all now. Um, I have been, you know, of course, walking around the house naked, which I guess I could still probably do that until they're, I don't know what age. What age do they start knowing stuff, remembering things, having stuff seared into their brain, too? I quit walking around naked when I'm two. 
I guess. Uh, what are some other stuff? Oh, listening to music real loud in the house. I guess that would be one of them. Going to bed at a normal hour. See, I think I'm going to be fine in that regard because, well, I say this. I think everybody probably says this that's a comedian. It's like, well, I don't really have a sleep schedule, so I can just kind of do whatever the baby wants. But, like, I don't. I used to run on no sleep, and it was, like, totally fine. But now, daddy needs his eight hours, or I ain't worth a damn. You know, eight hours and like nine cups of coffee, and then I might can pass as human, uh, especially if I had been drinking, which I think, even though I've almost completely given it up now, except for, you know, doing shows and stuff, I think that uh, even my occasional boozing might have to go when there's the kid because it bumps up my anxiety, and I don't want to be... Like, I just know me, y'all. I'm going to be at the hospital with this little motherfucker all the time. Like, when my do- when I had a dog, rest in peace, Palmer, when I had a dog up until his dying day, from the whole time I had him, I used to go check like every 10 minutes to make sure that little son bitch was breathing even when there wasn't nothing wrong with him just because i'm a worry wart about shit like that so like i just have a feeling that anytime my baby farts wrong or something i'm gonna be like oh god we gotta go and if i'm you know anxious from being drunk or something i'm gonna have guilt and blah and all that so i don't know maybe that means i need to get all my drinking out of the way right now too might be one thing pick that back up because i might miss <laughs> oh god again though i need y'all I need you to holler at me with advice, things that I need to do between now and April 10th, the supposed date of my baby being born, which I'm certain is completely accurate and will not waver on one side or the other. Uh, Yeah, but regardless, Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, Happy Ramadan. I don't know if that's now. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm truly trying to fit everything in there, but I don't know. Uh, maybe we, maybe, maybe I should, we should start. I wonder if my family would be into like doing Hanukkah too. Like we just do Hanukkah next year. You switch it up, do Christmas too, but like also do Hanukkah. And then we get like nine days. You know, I'd be into that, and then do Kwanzaa. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but like I'd be in. Why not celebrate all the things? You know what I mean? No New Year's though. New Year's Eve. Do y'all do New Year's Eve? I know I'm just rambling. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just walking around the cold. Uh, Do y'all do New Year's Eve? Because New Year's Eve is my least favorite holiday that everyone gets crunk about. It's like, I mean, like, there's worse holidays, like, I guess, Valentine's Day. But I don't really know anybody that gets crunk about Valentine's Day. You know, maybe some gals are super into it. I don't know one dude who's like, oh, yay, Valentine's Day. But New Year's Eve, man. I can't take it. That is just like such... I don't like holidays that all they are is an excuse to get drunk. You know what I'm saying? Not that we don't get drunk on Christmas and Thanksgiving, but that ain't like the whole point. The whole point of New Year's is to be around with a bunch of people, wear uncomfortable clothes, watch an old man, you know, count a clock. Of course, I guess Dick Clark ain't here no more. Rest in peace. And then get drunk and then start your New Year feeling horrible. Making all these promises that you know you ain't ever going to do fucking lose weight yeah okay listen if you (laughs) when you wake up with you you make all these promises on new year's eve then you wake up with a hangover you think you're gonna stick to that diet when you got a hangover hell no everybody and their mama knows that when you are hungover calories do not exist they do not count they do not matter you shovel pancakes you shovel chips milkshakes anything to fill that god-sized void 
that has has been transplanted where your heart used to be. That's what you do when you're hungover. And that is that is what I love. That's the only thing I like about the New Year's celebration is the meal. The New Year's Day meal. My mama makes the black eyed peas. She makes the spinach or the collard greens or whatever it is. We got cornbread. We got potatoes. We got mac and cheese. It is off the chain. And I used to do it hungover. And then one year I realized there is no sense in this. My goal is how, like I'll go to bed early out of spite on New Year's Eve. Like me and my wife usually get in bed at about 830 asleep by you know 10 sometimes 9 30 but by God, i'm gonna go to bed at six this year because i can i used to work every new year's eve that was a big thing in comedy was like you work new year's eve because like i mean sometimes you'd get paid like double you know i don't know why i mean it's just a big draw they sold a lot of tickets it's something to do and they'd pay the comedians double so of course i always worked it and uh I did. I mean, I had fun because it was like back. There was a certain time in my life where it's like any stage time, no matter what, I'm gonna have fun, and that's the case sometimes now. But I mean, it is a job, and I got to get paid. But I always said I was like, I would love so much to just be at home, not around this amount of drunk people. Because when you do regular shows, don't get me wrong, you're surrounded with drunk people, but they're like, you know, you you only really have like two or three obnoxious drunks at a comedy show. Like, and they're super obnoxious, and they certainly make up for everybody that's not. But, like, most people are just, like, two to three, drink, buzz, fine to hang out with. And so am I, so we're on the same level. But New Year's Eve, everybody. The goal is not to have a couple drinks and have a good time. The goal is to get divorced drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's wake up and not know where our goddamn car is. Did we sell the baby to a Chinese woman? You don't know what the fuck you did on New Year's Eve. And I had to be around that. I hosted the show. Then I'd have to host the after party. And all my friends, of course, none of my friends wanted to go to the comedy club for New Year's Eve. So just me away from everybody, just with miscreants and mongrels and, and just the worst types of drunks. And I always told myself, I was like, man, if you ever really start hitting as a comedian, as a treat to yourself, you need to just be like, I don't work New Year's no more. And I haven't. And <laughs> I haven't in seven years, I think. I haven't worked New Year's. We've always done these shows at Zanies. And I'm just like, fuck it. And I always get asked, like, I mean, it's like, why don't you work on New Year's? I'm like, that, that is, instead of buying a boat, that's how I show my success. I don't work on New Year's. <laughs> I stay at home with the family. Hopefully this year... I will be staying at home, uh, in bed, protesting the ball once again under what I hope my present is, which is a weighted blanket. I've hinted to my family all year. I'm like, y'all, listen, y'all don't have to worry about getting me something. If you truly want to get me something, though, I'm just being like, you know what would be great? A weighted blanket. And I know what you're thinking. Well, if mama gets you a weighted blanket, then what am I going to get you? You get me a weighted blanket, too. That's double the weight. It holds the demons down. I hope everybody in my family gets me a weighted blanket because then I'll just have double the weight or triple the weight or quadruple the weight or whatever. I can use them all at once and feel very safe or I can switch them out depending on what mood I'm in or what kind of pillows we have decorated on the, oh, is that a Tennessee tumbler? Look at that something bitch right here. Kind of dirty, but how you clean that out? Well, goddamn, I just found Trey a birthday present or a Christmas present. There's a damn... Tennessee Tervis Tumbler just out here in the wild just laying on the ground getting all grass stained and stuff I mean go dogs but hell that's a good that's a good find right there 
Well, I better get in here and take a shower. Uh, just wanted to holler at y'all. Thank y'all for coming to Zanies. And if you don't live around here, I'll see you at another place. You can always find me here at parttimefunnyman.com. Remember, if you can't afford this substack, I don't give a shit. Steamboatbuttercreamcore at gmail.com, and I'll take care of you. No questions asked. Also, next week I'll be home from the road, which means loaded up with more essays, stupid poems that Trey hates, and uh, some more podcasts and pigskin picnic and all the stuff you usually get, and maybe some more stuff. Work, you know, I told y'all several uh, weeks ago I was working on some new podcasts, and I am. I sure am. Uh, flying back out to California A on January 6th through the 9th to get some putting on airs done, do some other top secret stuff that I can't tell y'all about. And one main reason is because uh, I actually kind of don't even know what it is. I'm being flown out, and all I know is I have a meeting. That is it. So hopefully it's good news. It can't be bad news because they're buying the plane tickets. So anyways, love y'all. Talk to you later. Take care of your loved ones. See you. Bye.